guys welcome back to typically peachy i'm currently in minnesota back in the closet you guys it's so funny i feel like whenever i say that i'm here back in minnesota recording in the closet it's just a funny visual me just sitting here on my floor talking to myself but that's the reality right now and an empty closet no less you guys saw the picture on the instagram a couple weeks ago i told you guys that i was clearing things out and this is actually the first time that I've been in here recording when it has been as clear as it is. Like very, very clear, maybe even a little bit of an echo in here now. So if it sounds at all different than what you're normally used to during these at-home closet sessions, that's probably why. But honestly, a really good thing. I'm glad that it's clear. I'm proud of myself that it's clear because it, it took quite a while to get it this way. So now let's enjoy it, shall we? What's new with me? Like I said, I'm home. I came home for a couple of reasons. One, to keep help cleaning things out. Two, to go to the infamous Minnesota State Fair. And three, because Labor Day is coming up and I'm going to my boyfriend's family's cabin for the weekend. Very excited to be outside, be on the lake, soak in the last bit of summer sun. Although it has been incredibly hot, so it hasn't entirely felt like summer's coming to an end quite yet, even though I thought we were pretty much already there, but joke's on me, so don't put away your swimsuits quite yet. Also, like I just mentioned, I went to the state fair, which was so fun. I went with my mom and my boyfriend's family, and it's just another great summer experience. No matter what age you are, I loved it when I was younger, I love it now. They're just staple foods that you have to have that you would quite literally probably never eat unless you were at the state fair, but you just have to get them. And Minnesota is one of the best state fairs. Yes, I'm a little biased, but I think it's actually rated very, very highly. So if you've never gone to the Minnesota State Fair, maybe check it out sometime. You will get a glimpse into one of, I will say, probably a lot of Minnesotans' favorite things. Obviously not all, but personally, I'm a big fan. That's really all that's new with me. Not a whole lot, but I have felt very busy for kind of a long time. There's just always something going on, you know, going back and forth from Chicago to Minnesota, Minnesota to Chicago. Even though it's not a far distance, it still does require some travel. And actually this time, I forgot I wanted to tell you guys this, we took the Amtrak to Minnesota. So we've never actually done the trip Chicago to Minnesota via Amtrak. And it was such an amazing experience. We got a little roomette, which per ticket actually cost less than a one-way flight from Chicago to Minnesota. So we saved money and traveled more comfortably. Plus we got a three-course meal included with it. It was a lovely experience. And how you know that it's a really good travel experience is when you actually don't have a deep desire to get to the place that you're going way quicker than you're gonna get there you're enjoying the journey it's okay that it's taking like six or seven hours because you actually like being there we're definitely gonna do it again we both really liked it also you have the opportunity to work on there it's just more spacious than an airplane you know although i do love air travel still so can't knock that but i do have quite the appreciation for the amtrak if you guys have never taken it before i would definitely recommend it other than that, I guess I already said that there's not that much new with me. 
But while we've been clearing stuff out, I have found some other very interesting things. One of those includes my report cards from elementary school, middle school, high school, which I have to talk to you guys about because there are some hilarious comments on it that, I don't know, I just really have to share it with you guys. But we'll get into that a bit later because it's going to be a whole conversation. So before we do that, let's get into the rest of this episode, starting off with what's hot this week. One story, and it exists within the podcast space. According to Variety.com, Dr. Seuss dives into podcasts. Cat in the Hat series, first underpacked with Amazon's Wondery. Dr. Seuss's beloved kids books, for the first time, are getting podcast adaptations under a partnership with Amazon's Wondery Podcast Studio and Network. Wondery Kids and Family inked an expansive deal with Dr. Seuss Enterprises for a slate of podcasts. The first title under the pact is The Cat in the Hat Cast, described as a quote, fantastical variety show style podcast series, hosted by everyone's favorite red and white hat wearing cat. The weekly series set to premiere September 18th, my brother's birthday, shout out to him, will be available exclusively on the Wondery Plus subscription service through the Wondery app and Wondery Kids Plus on Apple Podcasts. The Cat in the Hat cast will transport listeners to quote a world full of delightful mix-ups and exhilarating mayhem in which the mischievous cat takes the reins and enlightens the ever-cautious fish on the art of hosting a perfectly poised podcast, the company said. The podcast will feature alphabet sing-alongs, tongue twisters, and wordplay. The Cat in the Hat is voiced by Andrew Barbado, a singer, writer, artist, and comedian based in New York City. And The Fish is voiced by Brandon Zellman, an actor, improviser, filmmaker, and writer from Brooklyn. Susan Brandt, president and CEO of Dr. Seuss Enterprise, said, We looked at all the big names in podcasting, and I was really struck with the creativity that Wondery brings to their projects. Wondery Kids and Family has an incredible vision for how to bring to life our characters and stories in podcasting form. We believe this collaboration not only builds upon Dr. Seuss's incredible legacy, but also plays a key part of our bigger entertainment strategy for the Dr. Seuss franchise. Wondery had made a short list of potential partners with which to develop children's podcasts, and Dr. Seuss Enterprises was at the top, said Nicole Blake, GM of Wondery Kids and Family and Wondery's head of franchise development. Then, before Wondery even reached out, she said, they called us. The stars aligned. Blake also said, this deal with Dr. Seuss Enterprises is a milestone moment in establishing Wondery Kids and Family as the premier destination for engaging family content. Both Wondery Kids and Family and Dr. Seuss are all about unlocking kids' curiosity, imagination, and wonder. This is truly a natural fit, and we are looking forward to creating an array of programming that entertains and inspires the minds of tomorrow. So, very big news for Wondery. Also very big news for Dr. Seuss Enterprises. The space of kid and family-friendly podcasting is a really interesting one, because I feel like there are still so many brands like Dr. Seuss Enterprises, for instance, that have yet to tap into their podcasting potential. Any kids publishing company or any huge franchises like that, they probably would be pretty successful in a podcast format. And I imagine it would be something that kids would love. 
I do wonder if it's going to have video content with it. I'm sure that it is because kids seem to be very engaged in the visual component of things. I feel like that's why they love like TV and phones so much. But also, I don't know, because just audio content could be really good for like a road trip. When I was little, I remember listening to some story-driven tapes. Like there was music intertwined with it, but there was also a story that we were listening to. Kind of like an audiobook, but more so like a recording of a musical is sort of what I would describe it as. Because there was a story going on. I don't know, but I remember loving that. So I could imagine that a podcast would be really fun for kids to listen to. And also I can see how this would be a huge get for Wondery. Dr. Seuss is one of those that I feel like if you grew up reading the books, you may then want your kids to read them too. Or in this case, may want your kids to listen to them. So like this said, the Cat in the Hat cast is the first one that's coming up. It's going to be hosted by the Cat in the Hat. If you guys out there have kids, maybe they're going to love it. Let me know. I'm excited to see how this actually performs, how popular it becomes. Like I said, I feel like this space is huge, specifically for the kids and family genre. And it seems like it's ready to expand. We'll see how this progresses. And who knows, maybe we will see more popping up in this genre very, very soon. I would not be at all surprised. Alright guys, that's it for what's hot. Now let's get right into what's good because I am so excited to talk to you guys about this. Really just one thing that I'm obsessing over right now, and it is Zach Bryan's new album. I have raved about the fact that it's coming out for so long now, I have told you about a song that I've been loving for months on end that was unreleased that I was hoping was going to be on this album. Then we found out that it was officially going to be on this album. And now I've actually heard it on the album. I've been playing it on repeat. And that's what's good. Not only the song, which I will get into, but this album as a whole, in my opinion, is a no-skip album. I love it. I feel like he has leaned more into the indie side of things, which on his previous albums are some of my favorite songs. But I feel like for this one, it's just so cohesive. These songs feel like they really make sense together. And I feel like this album was just formulated start to finish with such intention. And I wonder what kind of pressure he felt to put out this album because he just wrapped up his tour and this week announced a new tour, which starts 2024, the Quitting Time Tour. He's blowing up, people are loving him, but he really kind of has risen to this level of popularity within sort of the past year. So I can only imagine the pressure to then put out new music and then also to be slightly nervous about how that's going to be received. And he has said multiple times with this album in particular that this album mostly is for him. It's not going to bother him how it is received. But I don't know, you guys. I just don't know how much I believe the idea that you don't care about how your art is received once it's out in the world. Especially something that is going to be consumed by so many people. Like maybe I could understand that if you're not that big of an artist, not that many people are going to hear the music, then the sentiment of I'm really just doing this for me makes a bit more sense. 
But if you're already to his level of fame and then you put out music, there's going to be a part of you, at least I think that there would be, that would care. Because, you know, it's not like you're just releasing it without telling people that you're releasing it. It's not like you're never going to play these songs live. All those things, you know, so I do think it is partially for the public as well. Maybe he was just trying to protect how close he felt to this album, though, if it wasn't received well. But I feel like it's been received very, very well. I'll read you guys what he put on Instagram when he was releasing the album, because there is one line in this in particular that very much stuck with me, and I want to say it out loud. Okay, so here it is. He said, On the album, I've got no grand explanation for these songs. I got no riddle and reasoning behind writing them. I don't have a bullshit rollout plan to stuff it in front of as many people as I can. I just wrote some poems and songs that I want to share because I think they're special. Some of them are heavy, some of them are hopeful, but more than anything, what's most important to me is that they're all mine. If people listen to it, I'll be grateful. If people don't, I'll still be grateful because I got the chance in this life to be original when it mattered. I'd like to say that I do not take any of this for granted. As some kid with a guitar from Okla, I am so grateful for each person that cares enough. My life has been a journey of ups and downs, and I want to thank the people who have kept the course with me, while never backing down to anyone or anything no matter the day. Most of our lives are in different stints of time, and if we're lucky, we get small moments of joy, of sadness, of love, of hope, and of music. The music business has good and bad, but I'm in the business of writing the experiences of mine and others. All I pray is that someone out there resonates enough to not feel alone. I wrote and produced an album that I would want to listen to. I self-titled it because I hear every cell of my being in it. Some of it's slow and low, some of it's reckless, some of it's loud, some of it's quiet, but it's all me at 27. I put everything I could in it, and I am at a loss for words at what a blessing this life is. Okay, so that's what I'm talking about there. He's saying that it's really just for him. It's okay if people don't like it. But at the same time, he is saying that he hopes that people feel less alone when listening to it. And that he's thankful that people care enough. You know, so I think both exist at the same time. Maybe it is for him, but it also can be for others. Also, like I was saying, there's something that I love the most about this, and it's this line. I'll read it again. If people listen to it, I'll be grateful. If people don't, I'll still be grateful because I got the chance in this life to be original when it mattered. I love that line so much. I read this out loud to my boyfriend when he posted it, and as soon as I read that line, I had to stop for a second because those words meant something to me. I do think that there is, not for everybody, but for a lot of people, this longing to do something original and have it matter. I think for anybody that creates any sort of content, that sentiment would probably hold somewhat true to you. I don't know, it just really stuck with me and it made me, quite frankly, even more excited to listen to the album because I had an understanding of how much it really personally mattered to him. And again, this is just my interpretation of this all. 
he could think something different you guys could think something different but personally as far as the album goes like I said I felt like it was a no skip album I loved it if you guys have not yet heard it check it out personally I love listening to albums start to finish so that's how I would recommend listening to it but totally up to you and if you do want some top songs to pull out of it if you don't want to listen to the whole album here are some that I'm going to recommend to you guys I'm pulling out two from the album and there are so many more that I love seriously that I wanted to add to the playlist but I don't want it to be so heavy on one artist in one time so we're gonna stick to two for now the first one the one I've been waiting for East Side of Sorrow by Zach Bryan and the second one Ticking again by Zach Bryan check them out as always you can find them on our playlist typically peachy what's good on spotify all right guys and to round out this episode and to bring it back to the beginning as we usually do let's get into need to know basis like i said i've been sifting through some things and i found something that was particularly interesting to me the report cards and the comments that were left by some teachers Now, I want to give an initial disclaimer here that I have insane respect for teachers. I think the work that they do is incredible, it's essential, it's so obviously important, and my mom was a teacher at my school, actually. So I had a lot of insight, a lot of first-hand accounts into what she did literally the whole time that I went to school. And for a very long time, I did want to be a teacher, and not going to close myself off to that, you never know. I always really wanted to be a kindergarten teacher. And when I say I wanted to be a teacher, I mean like, I was obsessed. I used to keep all of my mom's old books. I used to pretend that my stuffed animals were my students. Any like standard things that we would do in school, particularly when I was younger, so like kindergarten or early elementary school, I would take some things that teachers would do. Like we had these disciplinary green, yellow, red cards. And I would bring that idea home with me and I would make for my stuffed animals green, yellow, and red cards. And then I would put them on their little chairs. I would teach to them. I would pretend to change the color of their card based on their behavior. All those things, okay? It was a whole thing. All that to say, love teachers, think they're doing incredible work. But I want to bring up a personal experience that I had throughout my, I will say, probably elementary, middle school, and high school years. On so many of my report cards, there was a note that said, Emma needs to stop talking in class. That was the gist of the comments. I'll read you guys some of the exact words from the papers. I took a picture of them, all right? Needs to talk less in class. Less talking. Talk less to her neighbors during class. Let's just keep working on not having so many side conversations. Cut down the chatting in class. Okay, so you guys get the gist. I had a lot of complaints that I was talking in class. And also, I was one of those kids that I didn't have to be sitting next to my friend, like somebody that was already my friend, in order to not talk in class. You could sit me next to anybody, and I would find a way to start a conversation. I just loved chatting, okay? I loved being social. I loved talking to people. Sometimes it was about what we were learning in class. Other times it was 
common things about how the day was going or whatever it may be. I don't remember all the conversations that I was having. And I will say, I understand this from the perspective of a teacher that is trying to teach a class with many kids in it and they don't want to be distracted. They don't want to have other kids be distracted by the constant chatter. But I just feel like there is something about saying no talking in class. The idea of not having side conversations, expecting kids to just sit and listen and only talk when they raise their hand, that I think a lot of kids find that really challenging for multiple reasons. But one of them being, at least I feel like I remember feeling like this, I didn't feel like I wanted to just be alone in my listening, I guess. Like if we were learning something new and I wanted to engage in that, I wanted to have a discussion about that. I didn't necessarily want to just sit and think about how I was thinking about it or like zone in on the learning of it without being able to talk through and conceptualize the things that I was learning. And I'm not trying to use this as a cop-out, all right? I do understand that some of those side conversations that I was having were not necessary and probably were a bit distracting. But I feel like there are other ways to go about it than just saying don't talk in class. Which, by the way, there were some classes distinctly that I did feel like that was fostered in a productive way. And like, it makes sense. Some of my favorite classes were ones in which I could be creative and also talk about the things that we were doing or talk about other things, but still be productive in what we were doing. And of course, there are classes that are more conducive to that. Like my art class, if you're doing something, if you're being creative, sometimes it helps to talk through it or to have a discussion that is not at all relevant but it piques your interest or an idea for something that inspires something else. I know this to be true because I was a costume design major in college and the experience that I had there was pretty phenomenal. It was a lot of that. It was a lot of talking about what you were doing, but then also just talking about life, being creative, working on your designs, explaining inspiration, finding inspiration in other things. And I know that it's probably a lot easier to do and to allow in different settings like college versus high school. But I don't know, I just thought it was interesting. Also to now, being that kid that always talked in class, this girl right here now has two podcasts. It really makes sense, doesn't it? I love to talk. And I will say too, I really appreciate my parents because never did they say from those report cards that I had to stop talking. There were certain grades or certain subjects that they were like, let's keep working on this, let's bring grades up, whatever it may be. But they were never like, don't talk in class. And I think back on that now, and maybe part of that was, I mean, both my parents are very outgoing, they're talkative people. But also my mom, like I said, was a teacher herself. So she understood the struggles of kids talking in class, but she also knew the teachers, knew the personalities of those that were telling me not to talk. And also, I think probably both my parents just recognized that there are some things that are personality-driven. And again, there are things that you do need to abide by when you're in school. You need to make it easier for the community, not just for the individual. But there is a sense of individualization that you are trying to find in school. You're trying to figure out who you are, you're trying to hone in more on your personality. 
And who knows? Maybe teachers saying over and over again, Emma, no talking in class. Maybe in some little way that helped lead to typically peachy. So thank you, teachers. Thank you, parents. And thank you, Emma. I am thanking myself. Because for as consistently as I was told to stop talking, I didn't stop talking. I think I probably just learned to adapt it better to a school setting. But we're not in school anymore, guys. If you are still there, if that is a big criticism for you in your report cards, I see you. I hear you. And even though you may have to adapt right now, trust me, you will soon be able to make your voice heard. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope that you have an amazing rest of your week, a fantastic weekend. Spend some time with the people that you love. Say something nice to a stranger. Remember, no talking in class. Just kidding, keep talking. And don't forget to stay peachy, my friends. (laughs) 